welcome to an early morning edition of Sick on Cinema. I am one half of your King's Game players. I'm your other half, Matt. I didn't even say my name, you just cut me off. Well, you John. I'm John. <laughs> you asshole. Already starting off on a bad foot. Have right. you ever heard that James Brown song, Get on a Good Foot? Uh, yeah. Yes. Well, that's what you should have done. But said you got off on a bad foot. Stank foot. <laughs> Stank foot, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so, this is the first episode of the year, and it's late as shit already. Well, it happens. I ain't taking the blame on this one. I'm not either. Well, you should. What <laughs> <laughs> was that? Did you see that flash? No. It was like a sparkle of light over here. A sparkle of light, huh? Yeah, I swear to God it was. We, we, we got a ghost. We got a ghost. <laughs> New so what are we talking New about? New Year's goes, boy. So what are we talking about? We're talking about the films of Dasuke Yamanashi. Yeah, or Dasuke Yamanashi. Or something that we completely butchered. Or Yeah, we're not very good uh, lingual <laughs> in our lingual. own language, mm. <laughs> let alone another language. You didn't have to do us like that, John. Uh, So we're doing Dasuke Yamanashi, or Dasuke Yamanashi, as you said. Who is a uh, you know a shot on video sleaze auteur, if you will? Yeah. Um, but before we get into the, you know, the main topic like we do, okay, a little bit of a housekeeping up front. Comments, questions, concerns to sick on cinema at gmail dot com. Did we get any? Nope. <laughs> okay. Well, oh, excuse me. <laughs> like, rate, subscribe. <laughs> don't don't be shy. Give us five stars. Give us a review. You can give us the Meltzer 5. Um, Twitter is at Sick on Cinema. Instagram is Sick on Cinema. Facebook, Sick on Cinema. Yeah, we got all these platforms and none of you guys are saying anything to us. Where is everybody? <laughs> I mean, I barely even update the Twitter page because no one even follows us on there. What you just got to do is you got to grind. Grind. 24-7 grind. <laughs> 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 eventually, right, we'll, eventually we'll get there. Uh, What have you been up to? <laughs> I mean, no, I'm trying to, Other trying than a lazy piece of shit. Uh, you know what? You <laughs> <laughs> got room to talk. I got a job, boy. I'm trying to get a job. Yeah, yeah. It's about dying. I heard that audio here. I'm sick. I've been sick half for <laughs> the last I don't know month. <laughs> yeah, every single one, every single person in this house. Yeah, been. I think everybody in East Tennessee. I think we got the plague. <laughs> People's body parts are gonna start falling off and shit. Like I, I've. I think I've got it finally kicked. I just got a cough that's real bad. Right. Um, I don't know. There's some kind of disease that has spread. What are you doing? I'm not holding the mic like Damien Sanders. I see that. <laughs> um, there's some kind of plague spread through the East Tennessee area. I don't know. <laughs> Giving us all, like, t- super AIDS. I don't know. Super AIDS? Yeah, it's bad. Well, I kind of figured it was. <laughs> you got to talk into the microphone, dog. You can't. I mean, I appreciate you not coughing into it. But when you're pulling your cord, you're like over here. we wow. can't hear you. So, deal with it. Start talking to the goddamn microphone, please. All right. <laughs> Look at me with such hatred right now. <laughs> you're being an asshole. I'm not being an asshole. I'm trying to make our audio sound all right. We're one of the shittiestly put together podcasts as it is, other than our great <laughs> theme song by Rain Architect. Well, yeah. That's the most professional thing about her show. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess it's time to just get into the movies because you're not willing to banter with me a little bit. Or you keep cutting me off. I keep cutting you off. Or not cutting me off, but shutting me down. Well, 
Dad's back. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dasuke Yamanashi, Dasuke Yamanashi. However you say it. We, we Dasuke Yamanuchi. However you want to pronounce I, it. I can't say that one's correct. <laughs> so, I first heard about this man through a community that I've talked about many a times, the, the, the Sick Twisted Fs yeah. community um, on YouTube. And the Red Room films, you know, were kind of talked about, but not necessarily, like, coveted inherently mm. in that community. So those were the first two movies that I, I purchased because I got them, like, dirt cheap, like three or four bucks a piece. Yeah. Um. So those were the first times that I, you know, experienced Dasuke Amanashi. However, his film that would, you know, to this day still be a very coveted piece Amongst the extreme cinema film fans would be his movie Mazzani. Yes. Which I tried to track down for many of years. And the only at the time, the only way to watch it was a uh, Twisted Anger bootleg release of it, which had no English subs. Mm. Much like a film we'll be covering in the future, Tumbling Doll Flesh, Nigga Daruma... Psycho but the Snuff Reels, you know. It finally got a release. It finally got a release, but Mazzani to this day has still... Uh, Unearthed said they were going to put it out, put it out a long time ago. Yeah, well, Unearthed did this thing called the Dasuke Yamanashi Collection, and uh, the Dasuke Yamanashi Collection contained Red Room and Red Room Two. <laughs> I mean, that's not much of a collection. But you know, I'm not gonna call. I'm not gonna like shit on Unearthed because we're both big fans of Unearthed. Yeah, and we don't know the rights issues. Like maybe something fell through and they weren't able to attain Mizani mm. the way they thought they were going to be able to. <coughs> Wound up dying on on air. Well, you can only hope. Um, uh, okay. So, how did you become familiar with the Yamanashi? Yeah, um, horrible reviews. Horrible reviews, huh? Yeah, he was talking about Red Room and Red Room Two. Did he say it was a pretty good movie, or did he shit all over he it? He probably shit all over it. I question his taste. He didn't sometimes. even talk about Muzani or Girlhound Ninety Nine. I question his taste sometimes. Hey, I I did too. But he's I like his videos though. So yeah, he's. He's got some cool ass videos. He's pretty dank. He's a dank ass boy. Yeah, he's dank ass. Um, it's so goddamn early. <laughs> you gotta wake up, dog. We're doing the podcast. You gotta start like. It's not that early, by the way. It's like nine o'clock in the morning. It's not like we're doing this like one a.m. I or mean, something. you you. I mean, usually I'm up before this, but yeah. So what you been all like? I don't know. That's my personation of you in the morning. <laughs> so, um... You're like a beached whale. Thanks, Sean. <laughs> 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 You're real asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Looked like a big-ass tomato this morning, huh? What? <laughs> it looked like a big-ass tomato this morning, that red I'll, shirt on. I look like a big-ass tomato? Yeah. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I got my face as a death, too, shirt on. Yeah. So, I don't know what the hell you talking about, my dude. So, anyways, Dasuke Yamanashi. Um, I was able to finally get my hands on an English subtitles copy of Muzani yes. and Girl Hell 99 through this bizarre website hmm. that it came through the STF community. I remember that much. Okay. But somebody just randomly posted, like, fan English subbed bootlegs, basically, to download for free. Really? Of like Girl Hell, Human Pork Chop, 
um, the green elephant, Muzani. I've heard of the green elephant. I just haven't heard of Human Fork Chop. What is that? That is a Chinese film. Oh, okay. Um, and like, I downloaded them all, of course, and that's also where we were able to obtain our copy of English subtitles, Angel's Melancholy. Yes. So, and they're all fan-subbed, and I've had these bootlegs for years, but there's still no good release of Muzani. No. Although, um, Nathan Rumler, who does, uh, very, what, not very fine, that's James Bell, Rock Bottom video. Yeah. Um, posted on his Instagram a Japanese copy of Muzani that had English subtitles. So it is out there, but finding that is not easy. You said something about Fred Vogel. Yeah, Fred Vogel apparently had it at his table at a convention. Fred, Vo- Fred Vogel. Hit us up, Fred. You need, you need, to, hit, you need to hit us up. Fred ain't never going to hear this. <laughs> oh, what? So thanks for having an open mind there. You know? <laughs> um, So, you know, it is out there. You can acquire it. And you can you can hunt these movies down. Yeah. But it's gonna take some Take some doing. It's gonna take some detective work. So this is, you know, one of the harder episodes to see these movies. But Yeah. We're still gonna give them the attention and love that we give all films we cover. Because you got you kinda got lucky and found English. Yeah. I got lucky. Yeah. <laughs> basically is what how basically what that story equates to is I got lucky and found somebody who was willing to share a fan subbed copy. I mean it's pretty cool that there's fan subs out there. Yeah. Well, you know, in like like the anime community back in the 90s. Yeah. That was the only way to see a lot of shows. Yeah. Um, So, you know, it's cool that it still exists because in this day and age. It even happens with like YouTube channels. People go in. Sub stuff. Yeah, it's really cool. It is cool. Um, So, let's go ahead and get into the movies. Let's get on into the movies. Alrighty. We're starting in 1999, which three of these movies were made in 1999. Jesus. Yamanashi is like a lower quality Takashi Miike. Not in, the, not in a bad way. Not though. in a bad way, but like literally low quality. Although, you know, in Miike's earlier days, that dude would jump back and forth between shot on video and film. Yeah. Which is impressive as hell to me, but... <laughs> Yamanashi pretty much stays exclusively in uh, shot on video. Mm-hmm. And when you look up Dasuke Yamanashi, right? Yes. You go to MD and you're talking Dasuke Yamanashi, but I can't spell that, so I'll type in Red Room <laughs> and click on his uh, his uh, director profile, right? Yes. The first thing that it says about him is AV Director Dasuke Yamanashi, right? Um, all right. Like, it's like, this guy <laughs> did not, like, according to, like, IMDb and Wikipedia, this guy made no horror movies. He made only porn. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's wow. like his top thing and everything. It's AV director, porno director. What the hell? Dasuke Yamanashi. And it's like you look at his IMDb page, and yeah, he's he's directed his fair share of pornographic films. But like he's done Red Room, Red Room Two, Mizani, Girl Hell, Dead a Go Go, Kyoko versus Yugi. I mean, the only thing about these movies, they they, they kind of have that kind of like. Na- nasty sleazy vibe to him. There, there is a very grimy pornography vibe to yeah. him. Yeah, um, especially Muzani. But I would never classify any of these as porno. No, like w- I've seen Japanese porno. <laughs> yeah, you know I've seen stuff like Entrails of a Virgin, and even though a lot of those movies are more plot driven and like storyline, 
uh, more so than your American pornography. Yes. Which is just like, knock, knock, who's there? I got a big pizza for you. <laughs> you know? I've never got a swinging dick, boy. <laughs> wow, you went filthy. I was trying. <laughs> <laughs> I went in your window. You went straight for the, the, the caboose. <laughs> well, but there's so still like a. The point, John. <laughs> but there's still a ratio of sex scene to plot that is higher than your average film. <laughs> and this movie just these movies just don't aren't like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I would never classify these films as erotica, no. even though they're they. I would say they are sexually charged horror movies. It it just has this like sleazy vibe of like. Almost like old older seventies movies. Yeah, um, Yamanashi like thrives in the shot on video world. I just realized that's an oxymoron, pretty much. Mm-hmm. A seventies, an older seventies movie. That's true. <laughs> but you know, Yamanashi like he he strives in the shot on video world. Yeah, like that. It adds like a level of sleaze and grime to his movies that if they were shot on film, I don't know if they would have. Mm-hmm. And truly, to me, like. The look of these movies is immensely nostalgic, because yeah. when I started to get into more extreme films was the, you know, the the early to mid two thousands, mm-hmm. and uh, that's what a lot of these independent extreme films look like, because you know things hadn't quite switched over to complete digital yet. Yeah, like now you can go and buy your DSLR and shoot a movie that looks like Insidious if you have if you have the will and want. Yeah, but I mean, the only thing about that. Is it still technically shot on video, though? It's, sh- it's shot digitally. Well, it's, yeah. It's different. There's well, no, I understand that, but... There's no tape. Yeah, oh, well, Because yeah. that was the difference. Film was film, tape was tape. Yeah. You know, like... But these this was the mini-DV era. And there's actually a point in Muzani where you see him, like, holding them, like, VR... Or not VR, but uh, VX cameras, you know? Yeah. And he's like shooting some of the porno scenes with him, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" You know, like you used to watch skateboard videos, and that's what those cam- <laughs> yeah, those yeah. cameras were used for. So it's like, it's just a, I don't know. It has a very nostalgic look at me, look to me, because like, you know, things like Scrapbook and the August Underground movies and stuff like that, like, or like discovering like some of like the the sleazy Japanese stuff, like the All Night Long movies for the first time. Like when I watch Red Room and all of the, you know. Dosuke's films, I really get a nostalgic feel. Uh, like it, t- it takes me back to like the beginning. Yeah, you know, before every movie could look gorgeous and still be shit. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> that's kind of the truth. You had to strive to make a movie look good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, in a lot of ways, you kind of still have to do that with like well, editing. Uh, you stuff. know, with DSLRs, like if you if you if you try, you know. If you put in the work with the lighting and the editing and stuff like that, you can make a movie look just as good as anything you can see on TV. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's easier to make these like high quality looking movies, but in the content section, you know, it's still a hit and miss world. But I think that's true with any movies. I think some people that was me. Okay. Some people like to shit on independent cinema, you know, sometimes being like, oh, there's so much garbage out there. It's like, that's movies in general. Mm. You gotta weave through the crap to get to the good. I mean, it's, it's like with Hollywood, too, but... Exactly, you know? I mean, especially around this time of year, a lot of, they just, like, release shit and throw, throw, shits against, yeah, throw shit against just, the wall, see if it sticks. Just take a big dump in January. <laughs> but we're getting off topic. We're on a big tangent here. 
Yeah. We're starting in 1999. The year of my birth. With Red Room. Now, nowadays, Red Room has a different connotation to it. Yes. When you hear Red Room, you think about the deep web. The dark web, if you will. You think of rooms where they bring people in to torture them. Yeah, and kill them. For money. However, there is an aspect of that... In here. To yeah. this movie, where, like, you know, here's the plot. Basically, Red Room 1 features four people, mm-hmm. and they've been brought in to play the King's Game. This is pretty interesting. Which is a game where there's four cards. Mm-hmm. Everybody draws a card. One of them will have a crown on it, and they are registered the King. And they, they can give orders. They can be like, I want number one to slap number three. Yeah. And they either. Do it and accept it, or they lose. Yeah, and it's a pretty interesting concept. It is, yeah. The King's Game is very cool. But what they're playing for is 10 million yen, which I believe translates to 1 million U.S. dollars. Yeah. So they're playing for a million dollars. So that that raises the stakes. Pretty high. And then you have, like, you know, you have, you know, this one to me, what I like about it is the moral the moral ambiguity of everybody. Mm. Like there's no cut and dry good guy bad guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you have the the high school girl who's very edge lordy, if you will. Very edge lordy. But wow. not necessarily. <laughs> oh my god, that came out of nowhere. <laughs> One more time, John. <laughs> Let me try to finish that statement. <laughs> you have the high school girl who's you know kind of like you know you're moody. I'm a badass. Teenager, <laughs> I, I, I watch dank memes constantly. Yeah, but as the but as the movie goes along, you know you kind of see different layers to this mm-hmm. person. Then you have the quiet, sexy, mysterious girl. <laughs> but again, like, and she tries to play herself as though she's cold hearted. But as the film goes along, you realize she's not. Then you got this guy who is trying to win it for his family, and he seems like this really nice guy. But again, as the film he, goes along, he's also very. Like, you can tell the way he's, like, moving around. He's very, like, anxious and those yeah. sort of things. And then you have his bitch wife. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is what it is. <laughs> I mean, you put that pretty bluntly. You well. Know, but you went all over my ass for being blunt earlier. Hey, hey, hey. You know, PC, dog. P- PC? I meant to say PG. I said PC. PG. I think you say bitch in a PG movie, can't you? I don't think so. Hey, we're getting off on a tangent. Anyways, so that's your four contestants, and like I said, what I really like about it is there's no cut and dry good guy, bad guy. Because mm-hmm. as the film goes along, people of all things change. Oh yeah. There's yeah. a relationships bond and like almost like a bonding, you know, between a couple of the characters. But essentially, what you get here is, uh, you know, they're playing the king's game, and it all starts out innocently enough with like, I want number three to kiss to make out with number two. Yeah. I want uh I want to put you in two to put one in a chair and spin around for five minutes, you know, and it's like all innocent and kind of like kitty, up until a breaking point when all hell breaks loose. <laughs> yeah, and they start doing a lot of bad shit. Dude. A lot of crazy shit up until the the big finale, which is pretty infamous nowadays, you know, mm-hmm. in the STF community. Or in the fans of extreme world, if you will. There's something about Dusky's movies. They all have something that's going to bring a topic of discussion to... They always have a moment. Yeah. You know, it always... Dusky, I find he is very good at building to a crescendo. 
you yeah. know, building to a final moment. In fact, I think there's only one of these movies that like kind of falters in that area, and we'll get into that. And I think that's the sequel. Mm. Um, but they all build to this like finale. Oh yeah, yeah. where it's like it, it just keeps ramping up in tension and in extremity until the final payoff is absolutely batshit crazy. It, it is true. That is very true. Um, this one, like. I don't think we're going to be getting the spoiler territory. No, but I don't think it's any spoiler because I think it's, you know, hell, it's even kind of on the case that, you know, a light bulb gets broke off into uh, ladies' parts. That seems pretty rough. Yeah. If there is any complaint I have with Red Room, it would be the sound effects. The (laughs) the very over the top. I mean... Kissing in this movie sounds like stirring macaroni and cheese. It does. Um, <laughs> and like like the <laughs> scene we're talking about with the light bulb, like there's this weird like <laughs> noise that's going on. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> like, what is that noise? <laughs> God dang it. <laughs> the effects are crazy over the top of this movie. Mm-hmm. But. but I really enjoy the characters in this film. Sorry. Got one. You gotta start paying attention, dog. I am paying attention. I'm just solid. talking to your microphone. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm getting sick of your shit, John. You know what? I'm getting sick of your shit. <laughs> That's it. Podcast over. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, what were you saying? <laughs> I really like the characters in this one. Mm, yeah. Because, like I said, like I don't think they're very. They're not very cut and dry. They're they're people more so than the sequel. I would say. Very very much. Um. And the film's all about like you know pushing your own morality and how far you're willing to go for a million dollars, and I you know I think everybody thinks they're willing to go a certain distance, and some people in this movie break past that point, and mm-hmm. some people aren't quite necessarily willing to go as far as they might have thought they were. Oh yeah, and it's interesting to see if this actually did it. Like it probably has, like in some in one way or another. I would say the King's Game is real. Yeah, but I would. I don't think it. I don't think it's been played for a million dollars, and people end up killing each other for it. You know, I I know that. I mean, I just wonder. I mean, you have to think in one way or another. This is transpired in some kind of way. Like, uh, what, what would you do for a million dollars? Yeah, and it's not. It doesn't even reinvent the wheel. I mean, there's plenty of movies like Would You Rather, Cheap Thrills. Mm-hmm. You know, there's even older movies that have a very similar idea, where it's these people willing to play these games for money. Yeah. You know. And to me, like what's what's the most fascinating is it's kind of surprising there's only two Red Room movies, honestly. Oh yeah. Because the concept and the ideal behind Red Room is so marketable and mm-hmm. easy to capitalize on. Like all you gotta do is just four people It's like a saw it's like a saw. Yeah, movie. it's like a saw. It's like four people come up with new orders, you know, mm-hmm. and you could have a Red Room movie like every year. <laughs> but the, the only problem with the Saw, Saw movies were they decided to get super convoluted over time. Yeah, the, the problem with Saw is, is the is the plot. <laughs> you know, like, like you, they want to be like this like detective crime movie while yeah. being this like. Yeah, Red Room is yeah. a lot more like simple, and a lot easier to you know capitalize on. I think. Yeah, it's like here's your characters, here's your scenario. Yeah, Go. here's the person you're rooting for. Here's the people that are shitty. <laughs> Go. <laughs> What's the first? Excuse me. The first one didn't really have that, honestly. Yeah, it was. You know, that wasn't introduced until the second one because, like, you really don't know who to root for. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, there are not all. all, Everyone in this movie isn't quite all good. 
and they're not quite all bad. Yeah, and things in this one just get out of control. Yeah, we're in the sequel, which I mean, we'll get to. Yeah, yeah. You know, in this one, like, no one is trying to do like crazy harm to each other at first. Yeah, at first. But then, like, something happens, and that switch is flipped, and things just get out of control, and they just can't slow it down. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, once once it goes past that threshold, it's just all downhill from there. Yeah, they just keep doing worse shit to each other. Yeah, it just escalates and escalates and escalates and escalates until eventually one person is standing and and gets the money. Yeah. I mean, it's a great concept. I'm surprised it was not more capitalized on. I'm kind of surprised there was never, like, an Americanized remake of it, honestly. Mm. Like, you know, there was a time where a lot of movies were getting... Remake. Yeah, Japanese films were getting remade in America. Like, this is, a, this is like, such an easy one. Well, I mean, during that time, you have to, to think you think about this. The, it was the Japanese ghost craze. Yeah. Or the ghost movie craze. In, but, there, I mean, like, show. it's a movie that easily, like, could be remade in, in the States... And um, do well, I mm-hmm. think. You know what I mean? Like like I said, Would You Rather with Jeffrey Combs is kind of similar to Red Room. Oh, yeah. So, you know, Yamanashi a little head, head of the curve, I think, a little bit with this one. Oh, yeah, very much. I mean, you also said this came out in 99. 99. Which, I mean, I don't know if there's a ton of movies like this in I'm sure it's been done. You know what I mean? I mean? The only movie I can really think of is, like, Cube. The... Like, the we just put a bunch of characters in a scenario and just let shit happen. But the concept of, like, challenging each other for money, I don't think is anything new. I mean, no, but... But, you know, you, like you said, using the King's game and stuff like that is is a really interesting... Take on it. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, great, it's a great mechanism, you know, for this movie to push it forward. And, you know, ultimately, I think Red Room is, re- is a really fun movie. Oh yeah, I think it's immensely entertaining. I think it's funny. You know, that's something we'll see in a lot of da- most of Daisuke Yamanashi stuff. Is it's funny. Not, not the last one we're covering. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not covering that well, one. Well, no, last. not that one. Yeah. Um, they're funny. They're 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 brutal. They're weird. You know, and that's that, he has a very consistent style that you can constantly be like, yeah, that's Daisuke Yamanashi. Mm. That's definitely Daisuke Yamanashi. <laughs> For so before we move on to the sequel, any final thoughts on Red Room? Just still boggles my mind why no one capitalized on it. Really. It is weird, you know. There was a sequel, and probably you know honestly, it's probably because they didn't make a ton of money in Japan. Mm-hmm. It's probably why they didn't capitalize on it. Yeah, but it seems like the cost effect is so low because you just need four actors, a room, and yeah. ideals. You know, and it never like because Red Room like. You know, I've heard people describe Red Room as a gore film. There's not a... There, there's barely any... I don't think there's any gore, really. Uh, there's, like, blood. There's blood, but there's no no what I would call gore. I'd say there's more gore in a movie like Father's Day that we saw yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. Than this movie. So the effects aren't super high because it's more about the human aspect of it. You know what I mean? It's more like, you know, I, number one can do whatever they want to to number two. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I I love the aspect of it's just like one room with these people. Yeah, when, and and it's easy to make a movie like that. That's right. I mean, it's not right in the camera, Mike. <laughs> You're good. Like a movie like 
Cube in the original Saw movie. Well, Cube, I think, is a, is a more difficult movie to make. Well, yeah, of course, but, I mean... I but it is very much like, like, you know, a group of people in a single area, a single location. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing we didn't talk about with, before we move on is that both Red Rooms, they don't follow a linear narrative. No. Like, it'll jump forward and backwards. Like, it'll put you in the present, yeah. and then it'll rewind back and let you see, like, the interactions before the game even started. Yeah, at first it kind of caught me off guard, but then I started to catch on to it. Which I actually like that a lot, because I think it lets you, like, it, in the first one it works more so, because it slowly gets you into these characters. Mm. Like, piece by piece you learn about these people. Uh, And in the second one I think it works too, but, like, in we can go ahead and just get into it, because I think we, you know, we both recommend... Red Room. Yeah. I think it's a very fun movie. Um, Red Room 2 from the year 2000. Same plot. You got... This one starts... A year later? Yeah. It was a little later than that. Jesus Christ. You got... But this time you start with three people. Uh, This time you got a cult. A lady that's in a cult. (laughs) Yeah. You got this mysterious quiet guy who doesn't seem to be interested in the money. And then you got an asshole ex-cop who is a piece of shit. And then they're like, oh, the third one, um, the fourth one. The third it, one got killed. Yeah, the fourth one got killed in an accident yeah. day. So they introduced this awkward, strange lady who has already won three other Kings games. <laughs> I mean, at that point, you, I mean, you, you have to know it, that whatever, it's yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I think, I think where this one doesn't succeed as well. I will still, I, I will say this at the front, because I think we're going to complain a little bit about this one. I yeah. still like this movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I still enjoyed it, but, I mean, there's just a lot of things I had problems with it. I've got my mic next to my mouth. But when you're talking over here, you're not talking directly into it. I was looking at my notes. Well, you gotta, you gotta take the mic with you. <laughs> or take the notes with you, one or two. I mean, Jesus Christ, boy. You're, you're killing me. You're killing me! People are going to be listening to this, but like, I, I don't understand anything he's saying. <laughs> Uh, well, let's just get into it. Alright. Anyways, as I was saying, I still like Red Room, too. I think it's a very fun movie. However, where it fails, where the first one succeeds, is really, first of all, in the characters. Yeah. Because you have the cop character, who immediately you know you're not gonna root for. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. Piece of shit. You know what I mean? So immediately you have this definitive bad guy. Then you have the cult lady who seems nice enough, but you know she's gonna go ape shit. You know she's gonna turn and go crazy. And then you got the quiet guy who you know he's got some kind of tortured backstory, and he's gonna be your hero. And then you have the role, the ra- ooh, about spoiled it, <laughs> the lady who's very strange and awkward, and you know there's gonna be some kind of twist with it. You know what <laughs> I mean? And I think immediately, like, where the first one had a real moral ambiguity with your characters, where you weren't quite sure their motives or who they were or what they stood for or what they're going to do. This one, it's cut and dry. You know exactly who the good guy is. You know exactly who the bad guy is. You know exactly who's going to win the King's game. Also, just a little bit of a factoid here. I wrote this down. I meant to say it earlier, but I totally forgot about it. Like... During like the, in- the introductions of these movies, yeah, like it like shows the translations. Like the first one's called the Forbidden Room Game. Yeah, and the other one is Red Room, the broken, the broken dolls. Yeah, which is a bit of an odd name, but but it does make sense when you get to the twist. Well, yeah, um, 
what's kind of like what I think is a shame about this one, you know, like I don't know anything about the actors in these movies, or they probably never really went on to do a whole lot after or before, you know. Yeah. Um, but it would have been nice. It would have been kind of cool to bring in the winner from the first Red Room. Mm. And I think they hint at the person that died was that person. Oh, really? Because I think the name is the same. I'd have to do some research on that. Yeah. But I'm almost positive the name is the same name. Did you have any problems with the DVD while you were watching this? I had it freeze once. Okay. I was watching Red Room 2. Yeah, 2. Yeah. And I should rewind it back to get everyone's names down so I could run it down for the podcast. And nothing, it wouldn't go back. I had it freeze once on me. I, I didn't have that happen. But. It is an old DVD. <laughs> I oh, mean, yeah. It's one of the oldest DVDs I have, honestly. Like, I got it around the same time as I got, like, Campbell Holocaust and Jesus stuff like that. Christ. So, I've had it for a while. Oh, like 2007. Dude. Yeah. So, <laughs> 10 years ago. And you got to think the DVD was made before that. Mm. So, it is an old DVD. I probably need to get a new copy of it. Is there any Blu rays or no? No, I think that Earth releases are still available. Oh, okay. Um, so that's my biggest problem with this movie is that it's just too cut and dry with the characters. It's too black and white. Yeah. And also, the escalation isn't there quite a bit. No, it kind of just goes batshit crazy at the very beginning. Because the first one, you know, it's like, you two make out. Yeah. And it's like, that's innocent, and you know. <laughs> just... Whatever. Yeah, it's whatever. It's 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 what you would do in a game like that. You know what I mean? Ooh, I dare you two to kiss, you know. Where in this one it's like I dare you know, number two to undress while number one masturbates to finish. Yeah, and it's pretty I mean like I do understand that this is the second movie, so you wanna like ramp up and you also like, you know, you have some more like morally reprehensible characters in this one than you did in the first yeah. one. So I do understand that. But it is nice to start out simple. So that when you get <laughs> to like drink a bowl of puke or Ugh. you know, shove a toothbrush up a guy's nose. That was brutal. <laughs> you know, like it, it means more. Yeah, and also the twist is very predictable. Very predictable. I mean like it's so predictable. Like from the time she sits down you know something's up. You're like, I know what's happening. I know what this twist in this one is. <laughs> like, and, it's so silly. Yeah. And, and unnecessary. It just is not needed. It could have easily just been another character, but... Yeah. You know, and, you know, um, your average movie is about an hour and, you know, 30 minutes. Yeah. Give or take. You know. Uh, Dasuke Aminashi's movies are all about an hour and five minutes. Yeah. Except uh, for this one, which is an hour and 20. And, you know, going into it, I was like, that might be a problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, I don't mind longer movies, of course, because these are not even longer movies. These are shorter movies. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Dasuke really understands his medium. Oh, yeah. So I I was kind of worried that this movie was going to drag. It's almost like the Dustin Mills type thing where it's like, I'm not going to stretch a movie out farther than it needs to be. Make the time fit the movie, not the movie fit the time. Yeah. Um, But honestly, it didn't. Like I never, I never felt like the movie like dragged. It also felt like the same length. Yeah, it me, did. Like it was, it, it and it is an immensely entertaining, fun, little sleaze fest. Yeah, but it just has like the first one's better. It's kind of predictable. The first one's much better because, like you know, in that one, 
like you kind of have an ideal who your like main character is and who your who the movie wants you to pull for, but you're never quite sure if that person's gonna be the one to win the king's game or not. Yeah, and also watching watching this one was, was kind of was kind of a letdown in a little way because every other movie I'd watched because at this point I had watched Red Room and Muzani. Yeah, where the twists are pretty damn good. Yeah, and this one it was just it's just okay. But you can see it a mile away. That's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Yeah, the twist in that one. Like, the twist in Red Room, which there's no twist ending in Red Room, but there is, like, a moment, a reveal, if you will. Yeah. It's... Like, it never even hits at it. You don't see it coming. It's just like, what the hell? You know? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay. We're in this one, like, when it's revealed, it's like, yeah, I knew that. Yeah, it's like, they ain't, they ain't nothing There's no subtlety to it, you know? No, there's nothing subtle about this. Like, walks in acts a certain way. You're like, you're yep. Like, <laughs> yep. Well, that, 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 there's your ending right there. Yeah. You know, without spoiling it, there's a very sci-fi element in this one. Yeah. Which just, just does not feel needed. It, may, it makes me... It, it, it's just odd. Red Room 2 just isn't as... I don't know. He try, I think they try to go bigger. Bigger and badder. Yeah. And it just lost the charm of the first one. Mm-hmm. But like I said, still a very fun movie and still absolutely worth watching. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But just not not the same. It just doesn't have the same... It's just, I don't know... I, mean, I don't think you should walk into Red Room 2 expecting... Red Room, yeah. Yeah. I agree. But it's like, you know, I, like I said, the biggest problem to me is the characters. And mm. it's not that I dislike the characters in the second one. I think they're all pretty good. I just feel like they're all, me- I mean, they're all meant to be shitty except for one. Yeah, that's the problem to me. Because it's like, you see that cop guy and you're like, he's a piece of shit. I want him to get killed. <laughs> yeah, like right Where I don't bat. feel that way in the first one. There's not a single one of those people that I'm like, yeah, get him out of here. <laughs> Let's see how many notes I got into before I was like, yeah, this guy's a piece of shit. <laughs> um, Matt's one. piece of shit meter. <laughs> well... At the third note, I said the 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 girl in the cult was uh, crazy. Yeah, I said the note exactly is this bitch is crazy, <laughs> um, and that's too predictable too. Like you know she's gonna lose her mind. Oh yeah, and go crazy. It happens very early on. Very too. early on, yeah, yeah. I mean, we can't just be quiet here, Matt. Well, I'm looking for it, but <laughs> maybe I didn't say anything about it. Wow. That's a first. That is a first. Usually Where you're the first the, one to... <laughs> the next movie is not the case. You're usually the first one to be like, peace shit! <laughs> you, dog! Um, there's something else I was going to say about Red Room 2, and I've kind of lost my train of thought on the piece of shit meter. <laughs> piece of shit meter. <laughs> also, something that's really odd about all his movies is that blood bubbles. Yeah, it does. And it's it's really weird. Yeah, it's like oh, I know what I was gonna talk about. It's like milk. Man, there's a scene where let's just say a baby gets ripped out. Well, that's not subtle. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't know. You won't know who or how. You know, to put this in like death metal uh, song <laughs> language, <laughs> forced abortion. Yeah, that scene is actually really brutal. Yeah, like it, it's almost out of place in these movies. Cause I think like they are. Gory and sleazy. Well, not gory necessarily, but violent and sleazy and very sexually driven. You know, and they're kind of disturbing. But there's also a a real sense of humor about them. (laughs) You know, there's there's things you can laugh at. 
and it's so over the top at times. Where then this thing comes out of nowhere, and it's like, holy shit. <laughs> well. <laughs> like, holy shit. <laughs> it's kind of the movie moment where you just kind of sit there in silence like, yeah, that that, that that happened. It's like when we talk about these like extreme and disturbing movies, a lot of times the word fun <laughs> doesn't get brought into it very often. Well, yeah. But Red Room and Red Room 2 are actually really fun. Especially with Larry Clark's movies. Yeah, they're just depressing. But yeah. <laughs> fun. You know, that's how I would describe these movies is fun. You know what I mean? Like, you got to kind of have a twisted sense of humor to really get into yeah, it. Yeah, you, <laughs> your sense of humor has to be cold dark. But yeah, but I think it's still really fun. It's a really good time. Yeah. So, final thoughts on Red Room 2 and Red Room in general, <laughs> the series? Again, I feel like it's a franchise that should have been capitalized on, but wasn't. And first, one, the first one's the better one, for sure. So yeah, agreed. So back to nineteen ninety nine. God dang! The rest of these movies are made in nineteen ninety nine. This movie pissed me off. So that much. is, uh, and that's not the only movies. I think he made Kyoko versus Yuki in ninety nine and Dead a Go Go. Like Yamanashi was on a roll in nineteen ninety nine, and also something we didn't bring up. Uh, Yamanashi wrote some of the uh, impossible to find <laughs> later sequels to All Night Long. Really? Four, five, and six. Yep. Shit. Yeah. That's Never crazy. been able to track those movies down, though. No. I mean, eventually we will we will cover those movies. It's, it, that's what sucks about foreign cinema like, like out of Japan is that um, the real independent stuff and like a lot of times the more extreme stuff doesn't get releases in the States, mm-hmm. thus making it like impossible to find. Yeah. Because a company that would put them out like Tokyo Shock is gone. Mm. And that's unfortunate, you know. So this is Girl Hell or Girl Hell 99. Or Girl Hell 1999. Yeah. It has a couple titles. And this one is a, is a weird movie. This movie absolutely pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. Do you have the girl's name written down? Oh shit! Here we go. <laughs> Sick oh. on cinema. We suck at names. Do, do some mouth music, John. Nope. Okay. <laughs> of course I did. So you have um this lead girl who's this high school girl. <laughs> We're horrible at podcasting. We are very terrible at it, but we do it anyways. Um, you <laughs> oh have this. <laughs> you have this girl, right? Yeah. She's your main character. And essentially, it's just like a day in the life of this girl who... Well, it's uh, more than one day, but... Well, but you know what I'm saying. It's like a slice of life. Slice of a shitty life. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm getting at, though. It's like... So, basically, what it is, is she lives with a very abusive father and her sister, who is um, all messed up (laughs) from a car wreck. Her mother abandoned them. And, like, on the outside, when she's outside... She seemingly has like a normal life. Mm. However, you know, on the inside, don't do that. <laughs> this will pick up the game. The sorry, audio. However, on the ins, when she goes inside the house, she's living in a hell, if you yeah. will. Eventually, these two guys, who are <laughs> massive pieces of shit, oh my god, um, rapists. Yeah, one of them kind of more than rapists. They're just shitty human beings. One of them falls for the girl, and kind of gives her a note saying, "Like, meet me on the bridge after school." 
and when she doesn't show up on time because she does show up, yeah, he kind of takes it as a slot and things get even worse for her. And that's basically the plot of Girl Hill in 1999. Yeah, I mean, this movie pissed me off royally. <laughs> yeah, where Red Room, Red Room 2, and Muzani have a real sense of humor about them. This movie's just dark. This movie is bleak. Yeah. There, um, there is a character who's kind of a chunkier girl. Yeah. Who, like, is a prostitute, basically. <laughs> she is kind of your comic relief. A little bit. But outside of her, there no, there is no comedy in this movie. Yeah, I about lost my shit watching this movie, by the way. <laughs> she says she's 17, and she's probably like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So I paused the movie, went to Google, <laughs> and certain stuff, the age of consent in Japan. <laughs> 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 and it's 13. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, yeah but there, there's rules behind it. We won't judge. <laughs> we won't judge, but <laughs> that is a little strange. Yeah. <laughs> but it caught me off guard. So yeah. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> there's a couple things about this movie that I really, really, really like. Um, first of all, it is the tone. It's dark. Yeah. And, um, like, it almost seems like it takes place in another world. Uh, yeah. Like, where these people just, they seem like they cannot exist in reality. And there's, like, this shot at nighttime where there's this big red moon. Yeah, what was that about? I don't know. It's really strange. You know, and it makes it, like I said, it makes it feel like this is a completely different world. It kind of makes it feel like this is legit hell. Yeah, exactly, you know. And it's just, I don't know, that to me is, like, super, super interesting. And another thing I really like in this movie is the way Dasuke Aminashi shoots her as she's getting ready to go into her house. Yeah. Like she's like, you know, it's almost like bubbly music and yeah, like, and then she like stops at the door. The tone shift. And then like it films the door handle, you know, and it's like, does she do it? Does she go in? Yeah. This it, movie lives and dies on the fact if she's a likable character and they succeed. Mm-hmm. So that when these things happen, you feel really, really bad for her. Oh yeah, it, there's some crazy shit that happens in this movie. This is an immensely downbeat. Yeah, and this was the last one I watched. Yeah, well, this you should have watched them. Shitty idea. You should have watched them in the order I did. Well, I didn't know which order you watched them in. <laughs> the way I watched them was Red Room, Muzani, <laughs> Red like, Room Two, and then this one. There's this whole subplot where she like meets this like homeless lady. Yeah. Who, like, almost, like even though she's, like, super crazy and doesn't, you know, interact with her really at all. <laughs> well, I mean, a little bit. She kind of almost becomes, like, a mother figure, like, you know, because she's so desperate for a mother. Yeah. That she almost becomes her, like, mother figure to her. Yeah. But. And, uh, you know, and then you got the two guys. The movie opens with them talking about how, aren't you sick of just raping people? It's it's it is a down it's like a downbeat like dark dark movie. Also, I think I got point something. I guess point something out here. Mm-hmm. This is probably the first time on this podcast that we don't review the most depressing movie last. That's true. <laughs> well, I always like I always feel like I try to like you know build the lineup as far as like what's the one. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know this time it ain't it ain't the darkest one. But you know, this movie is dark as shit. It's very downbeat, man. <laughs> I remember the first time I watched it. You know, I watched Muzani and Muzani. Like to me, Muzani is a very funny movie. Yeah, like it's got its dark, disturbing stuff in it too. But 
just the way that it's done and the style of it, it's very funny. And then I watched Girl Hell, and I was like, holy shit, this is the same director? You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. This would fit in perfectly with the All Night Longs of films. I would say which I know you so. haven't seen it yet, because they're all about, like, dark and, you know, downbeat and disturbing. and The shittiest of humanity. Yeah, really looking inside the worst of people, you know? Yeah, and... Okay, so I guess the way to get into this movie a little bit is, what scene got you the worst? Um, I don't know. I think the first time you see her sister, mm, yeah, like that's a pretty damn shocking moment. I feel like the ending of this movie caught me way off guard. The ending of this movie would be one of the few things where I'm like, it's a head scratcher. Yeah. Because it just doesn't fit the tone at all. No. Like, something just kind of happens. Like, there's this, the effect that's done. And you're like, that seemed a, that seemed a bit out of place. <laughs> a little bit. But I think that kind of adds, like, to Dasuke's style, really. You know what I mean? Um, But I, I think you know what I'm talking about, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, really, I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Yamanashi, I don't know. Yamanashi, this movie is, like, uh, definitely a standout of what I've seen in Yamanashi stuff. Yeah. Where it like foregoes that sense of humor. And I mean, Red Room has a bit of comedy. Red Room Two has. A bit they're of all. Comedy. I would all like. They all have a have a, a tinge of dark comedy to them. Yeah. Where this movie, and they're also kind of silly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's a real silliness to them. Where this one is is not not funny, not not got a sense of humor really at all. No, <laughs> I mean. Your comic, your comic relief is a 17-year-old prostitute. Yeah, which is not... Who's only in the movie, like, three scenes. <sighs> Her first scene nearly killed me. Though. I'm laughing my ass off at it, to be <laughs> honest with you. <laughs> yeah, when she's having sex with that guy, and I was like... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like, that is funny. <laughs> <laughs> but oh it comes off God. this damn scene where these two guys are just nonchalantly talking about how they rape people and kill them. Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> oh god, hold on. Let's play some music. Let's see at which point in my notes here I get pissed off. Um, let's see here. Jesus Christ, man. Eight notes in. Eight notes in. I don't know if that's that impressive. Well, no. <laughs> well, I mean. There's also, um, this movie, when I was doing the notes, I kind of lost track of actually writing notes down because I was just in the movie. I really like this movie a lot. Yeah. Like, if you if you can get past the shot on video aspect of it, because it is immensely low budget and cheap. I, I don't really understand that. Well, like, I could kind of, like, like, I love shot on video. But I think yeah. what shot on video is known for is bad. I mean, that's not always the case. Not always the case. There's actually really good shot on movie, video I mean, movies. There's movies like these, mm-hmm. but then you can find movies like Zombie <laughs> Zombie Bloodbath. Oh, don't you start shitting on Zombie. We watched a movie <laughs> recently called Suffer Little Children. Oh, my God. Which I feel like one day we'll have to talk about. If we, we do a shot to. on video episode, because it's shit, but it has one of the most batshit crazy endings ever. But we'll get into that another day. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know how else to describe this movie, but just dark. Yeah. And, I mean. and nihilistic and mean-spirited. Because it's all about, like, one bad thing after another. Yeah, it's just like, how can it get worse? And it gets worse. It gets worse. Like, things just keep getting worse. Like, even when there's this ray of hope, mm. it's just shot down immediately. 
Yeah. And the movie's very perverse and very sexually driven and oh, it's yeah. and it's violence, very sexually violent. Which that's I think, the limbless thing that really got me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh God. You know, like sexual it's very sexually violent, which I think a lot of times is you know, is where a lot of the disturbing aspect of stuff comes. Yeah. Because connecting sexuality with violence is very disgusting. You know, yeah. it's very like it, it definitely can be. So yeah, I mean I don't really know what else to say about Girl Hell ninety nine. I mean, if you can find it, somewhere. if you could find it, that's the bigger. That to me, that's the most unfortunate thing. Is like it's just finding it. I mean, it's out there. You I can mean, if you can if you're bilingual and speak Japanese, then you probably could just you got it. Yeah, watch it. Yeah, uh, but like, it's out there. If you're savvy enough on the internet, you can find it. Oh yeah, but it's just you know you got to track it down. I mean, it's a movie that you probably shouldn't watch after having a really good, uh, really well. I don't know about a good day, because if you're having a good day, just bring it down. Oh yeah. So if you're having a shitty day, pop this in. Basically, if you're in, if you're into very, like, <laughs> very nihilistic movies. Yeah. You know, we're talking about movies that are very mean spirited. Have no rays of hope. If you've seen the all not long films and you're into that, then this is your movie. Because, yeah. like I said, like this would fit perfectly into the all not long trilogy. Now, it kind of makes you wonder a little bit. But now, six trilogy, I guess. I don't know what else. Six. There's six of them. Jesus Christ. But uh, you can only get... I don't know if you can even get the first three anymore, to be honest with really? you. Really? Yeah, I don't know if that box... Tokyo Shock's gone. Oh, and yeah. Tokyo Shock is who put out that box set. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Very unfortunate, but... So, we're capping it off with the big one. The, the big In 1999... <laughs> Holy shit. Which is crazy. Celluloid Nightmares, a.k.a. Celluloid Nightmares? I swear to God, that's one of the titles for the movie. What the hell? I know, this is a shot on video, but... <laughs> okay, anyway. A.k.a. Muzani. Which is probably what it's best known as. What the fuck is that title? <laughs> yeah, when I first read that, I... Where'd you get that at? IMDb, I swear to God, man. Celluloid Nightmares. That's odd. I didn't get that from this movie at all. It's shot on video. <laughs> The whole thing is shot on video. So, Muzani, what is it about? It's about an investigative reporter, and it's all done like an Unsolved Mysteries episode. Yeah, it's almost like a TV documentary style. Docu, yeah. (laughs) 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 Who's yelling at? (laughs) Sorry. I think he's on the phone just screaming at it. (laughs) Anyways, yeah, it's like a TV, like, special documentary series. Oh, that got me pretty hard. A docu-series, you know what I mean? Like an Unsolved Mysteries or America's Most Wanted or something like that. And it's done very well. Like, it looks just like those (laughs) cheesy-ass... Oh, my goodness. (laughs) It's just like these cheesy-ass... Movie, you know, TV, like, documentaries you would watch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's done just like that, and it's all about this AV model, which if you don't know what AV is, it's adult video. Porn. It's porn. Japanese porn. But they call them AV idols. So pretty much it's more of a classy version of a porn star. I would say no. Considering, uh, Well, I mean, not. I'm talking about the way it's said. Yeah, but considering what the things they do in this oh movie, my yeah, God, it's I'm gonna say it's not very classy. <laughs> no, I mean, not. I'm not talking about classy in the sense of what they do. I'm talking about the way they word, like the mm. <laughs> like adult video actor. Yeah, 
it's not porn star or yeah anything like that. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this AV idol goes missing. Yeah, and uh, a yeah. snuff tape supposedly supposedly appeared, and now this female investigative reporter and her crack team of <laughs> investigators are. <laughs> which, which you find out they're not great. They're not very good with the job. Yeah. <laughs> Go to track down whether or not this snuff tape is real, and then as they look to break the the case of this missing porn star. Like at first, like at first when I was watching this, I for some reason at first was trying to take it seriously. Yeah, <laughs> I got Goofenstein real hard. <laughs> yeah, the, this movie like it has like there's a there's a specific moment where a girl is kidnapped. Yes, and that stuff is. Fairly brutal and pretty disturbing. Yeah. However, there's a lot of other stuff in this movie that is funny. <laughs> yeah. Very, very funny. Like, first of all, the way it's done is already, like, makes me laugh. Because it's <laughs> done, like I said, it's done like a goddamn, like, like you said, like TV documentary <laughs> special. They leave, all in, all, they leave in all the cuts. Yeah, like, tonight on 60 Minutes special. <laughs> yeah. Are you dying of water poisoning? <laughs> like, <laughs> Are you dying of water poisoning? Like that's the way the movie's done, though. You yeah, know what I mean, like it's, it's done in that style. style. Like it's like doom doom Hello, I am blah blah blah. And tonight we will see if we can uncall the mystery of the snuff film. <laughs> you know, yeah. like it's very cheesy, very dumb, very much. Um, one of the aspects of the film that builds into its disturbing nature is the style of pornography <laughs> that this actress specialized in. Yeah, it is minstrel porn. Minstrel porn, which is all about doing these scenes around girls' menstrual cycles. Uh, lots, of, <laughs> lots of blood spitting. <laughs> lots of... That was gross, uh, Goopy... Stop. Blood spattering during sex. I mean, just some. Just to clarify, there's nothing wrong with someone having a beard at all. No, but it, mm. what's different is you shouldn't be taking this this well, stuff and putting it in your mouth. Look, whatever floats your boat, man. I I can't condemn it, or you know, everyone's I mean, got I'm not gonna condemn it. But everybody's got their own their own thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> to me, Stop it's uh, to me, it's gross as shit. <laughs> but that's beside the point. Um, oh god! Like, and like, in particular, when they start like interviewing <laughs> yes. the people behind the scenes, like, like I go when I think about this now, since I know the ending and whatnot, and like, why wow, that's goofy as shit. I thought it was goofy as shit to begin with, though. Like, I, was, I mean, I was like trying to take it serious for some reason. I don't know why, because I'm stupid. But I think the movie's meant to be funny too. Like, it's not <laughs> like it's an accident. Yeah, because the director's like sitting there and he's giving an interview, and then one of his actors comes up and she's like, "I started bleeding again," <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, you, you keep wasting it all before we shoot." And then the, the actress is like, "Nee," like throws up the peace <laughs> sign. He's like, "Get out of here!" <laughs> 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 And then the damn actor, he was cracking me up. Uh, Mr. Mr. S was cracking me up for some reason because he's just like the tone of his voice. It was just like you like see his chin. Yeah. Like, <laughs> 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 just, you, like you just hear all the way on camera him smoking this cigar. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I love the actor on the set, man. Just like he's this kind of doughy dude. <laughs> And he's got like this Elvis slick back hair, and he's got this robe on, oh, and he's yeah. just like she was kind of a prima donna. So I don't, I don't think, I think she just ran away. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> I 
I hate smoking too. Like, let me yeah. go smoke in this movie well, for some reason. Smoking is kind of big in Japan, or at least it was in this era. Yeah. Um. So the movie's just got this like <laughs> real like bizarre black sense of humor. Yeah. And uh, like I said, like eventually we do get to see the snuff film. Yeah, it's it's a bit dark, and that stuff is pretty disturbing. But yeah. also, once you get to the twist ending of it, it kind of changes that too yeah. a little bit, you know. Um, what's interesting about it, it, you know, and actually, like, I won't say this as though I'm friends with this guy, you know. It was okay. just a brief conversation on Instagram. I talked to Nathan Rumler because he had watched it. Yeah, and uh, he said he was kind of disappointed that some of the gore was censored. Yeah, and I can understand that one hundred percent. Although I think it's twofold. I think one because it's supposed to be this documentary series, they don't want to show. Yeah, 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 yeah. And two, probably because they didn't really have the money to. Which it works in that advantage to do the effects. So I can see where they went from, but I, but I could also see be like, eh, I was kind of hoping it would be a little more. Also, I gotta give props to Dosuke for this one. The shot on video aspect with the the, the documentary mm. works extremely oh, well. It, it feels so authentic. Yeah. It feels like you're watching a documentary series. And it, it like it feels like you're watching one of those documentaries you're forced to watch in class. Yeah. Day. Well I think it's like a new like a like a new special thing, right? <laughs> it's like America's most wanted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like it's just and it's done so well that it's funny. Yeah. Like to me, like I think you can classify Muzani as a horror comedy. Oh yeah. I don't know if anyone everybody's going to agree with me cuz <laughs> I think but it garnered this reputation of being like just super disturbing and shocking because one the menstrual porn stuff. Yeah, it's gross. And two, I think because it didn't have a sub release. Yeah. You know, the way people were watching it was no subtitles. So <laughs> you're losing the context, you're losing the jokes, you know. Yeah, the, the ending must have been extremely confusing for people. Oh, my God, right? You had to be like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, God. And I think that's where it built its reputation as being one of the most disturbing movies ever made. Yeah, that's because, so odd. Because it is disturbing. I mean, yeah. And it's disturbing in the way, like, Visitor Q is disturbing, because you're laughing <laughs> at shit. You shouldn't be laughing at Exactly. Because it is funny. Like, it's a funny movie, you know? Yeah. I Snapchatted a couple of the scenes. You did. Oh god! Like, like when, I, when on first viewing, I went into this thinking, "Oh, this is gonna be stirring and whatnot." And I, I, at moments, I was just trying not, trying not to laugh at it. Yeah, like there's a great moment when the porn star who interrupted the oh, director's god. interview is getting interviewed, right? Yeah, and uh, she's just cut to talking about the the other girl, and she then at the end of the interview, she like throws up the peace <laughs> sign again, but then it's like, doom doom. <laughs> it like zooms in on her, you know, <laughs> and it's super. I'm like, <laughs> it's got that Tim and Eric sense of humor about it. It's just a wacky, weird little movie. Yeah, that has moments of immense darkness. Yeah, but so does Visitor Q. Mm. It's the same thing, you know. Oh God, you brought back memories of Visitor Q goofing in with the the block. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the same thing in Visitor Q. Is Visitor Q a disturbing movie? Yeah. yeah. Is Muzani a disturbing movie? Yes. I mean, somehow these guys were supposed to, w- took things like murder, like gruesome murder. Yeah. And ne- like necrophilia mm-hmm. and stuff like that and made it funny. Funny. Like, I don't know how you do that. But I think this movie got the reputation it did through not having a subtitle release. So uh, people really weren't able to like get the context of what's happening. But I still think it deserves to be in the conversations. Oh, yeah. 
But like Visitor Q, I, I think it's through its comedy that it becomes more twisted. Mm. And and the 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 snuff film stuff is pretty pretty rough. Yeah, that's probably. I mean, that's the most that's the roughest the scene in the movie. Yeah, like when he's giving her the Cesaro swing. Like mm. that sounds funny. But it's not in the movie. Just like, the way you put it. God <laughs> dang it, John. <laughs> well, it does. I'm not wanting to laugh. That's what, what happened, though. I, I just wondered like, if that was supposed to be funny, too. I don't know, because I think at that sense. point... like, I think the comedy is funny. Yeah. But I think at that point in the movie... you're. Sp- what are you looking at my feet for? <laughs> I just don't know what you're doing. I'm stretching my foot, dog. <laughs> you're like scratching the bed frame here. I'm stretching my foot. I got like, a foot cramp going on, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Trying not to make it that obvious. <laughs> well, you made it obvious. Well, because you get looking at it. I wonder what, what the f- you're doing. <laughs> my toe out, dog. Anyways. Uh, what was I saying? Shit. You completely derailed me. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> Stick on cinema, everybody. <laughs> uh, oh, we got distracted okay. by a foot. I don't know what I was talking about, but I know what I'm talking about now. Okay, there's a serious movie that's legit scary. Which one? Which one? Okay, it's when they they find the location of where the girl was killed, right? Yeah. Which is like, why would you go there without the cops? Oh yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. But like this, he's got like a Ronald Reagan mask or something on, or a yeah, Richard Nixon runs out, and he just comes like Vince McMahon strolling. Like he's flailing them arms like Vince McMahon coming around in the corner of this building, and it's like, oh shit! Like, like, like whoa! Like the first time I saw it, I did not see it coming, and I was like, whoa, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I expected them like like walk in and like then find them. Though, like they just go burling out like motherfuckers, and it's like legit, like whoa! <laughs> and then when it's then I was like, whoa, 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 okay. Then turns around, then there's that motherfucker. It's it's the cameraman. Oh shit! That's, that may have been a spoiler. Well, here's what I'm gonna say now. Um, final thoughts on Muzani as far as non-spoiler goes. Huge thumbs up. I oh, love yeah. this movie. I really, really love this movie. It's one of my biggest champion films. Oh, like yeah. anytime, a co- anytime, any company ever is like, "What would you like to see come out from us <laughs> next year?" I'm like Muzani. <laughs> you know, like it's the movie. <laughs> it's one of my most coveted titles. I want. <laughs> A good release in the states of Muzani. I can imagine you scrolling through Instagram, looking at like movie companies in the dark, like <laughs> the phone lights on My your eyes face. Eyes are all bloodshot. Yeah, <laughs> like three o'clock in the morning. Muzani. Like, <laughs> like Masker Video was like, what titles aren't on DVD that you would like to see? And I'm like Muzani. 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 That's all I want. It's the number one on my list. Um, it's, it's funny as shit. I love this movie. I absolutely love it. I think it's fantastic. It's my favorite Dusky Omanashi film, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I feel like out of what I've watched. I mean, I haven't watched everything. Yeah, I haven't seen Kyoko versus Yuki or Dada Gogo or his porn. <laughs> I mean, I'm not really interested in that. Um, however, that is going to be that. Now we're going to move into spoiler territory. Okay, so. so if you haven't seen Muzani, which is, you know, a lot of years, <laughs> very, very. That's why I wanted to go ahead and, you know, give the the thoughts and everything first and then get into the spoilers. Or if you just don't give a shit, <laughs> you know, we're about to spoil it in five, four, three, two, one. Okay, so essentially what you find at the end of this movie is that this is all bullshit. Yeah, this is all a build up to a porno. Yeah. 
This the movie. Well, it's not the, a porno. Well, they're making a horror movie. This is a porn actor's first yeah. non-pornographic movie. Yeah. And uh, the reporter is the girl that they're looking for. Yeah. She is the main character. She plays both the missing girl and the the uh, investigative reporter. Oh god, it, it's funny. So, because like they're like the basically, I guess what it's supposed to have is they cut her the clit off. Yeah. And they go to put it in her mouth, and she's like, "What? Yeah, what is that? You know?" And you're like, "What?" And she's like, "What was that? What did you just put in my mouth?" And then the camera goes back, and sure enough, you're on a film set. Yeah, and that that goofed me so hard. I was like. Oh shit! <laughs> like what, really? Like I was almost disappointed at first because I was like, the way this movie ends is gonna be, it completely not making sense. Yeah, because they come in and they kill the camera crew. They kill the well, they're killing the girl. Yeah, and they completely destroy the fact that how they get the footage back mm-hmm. for this documentary, and then that happens. I was like, I I got goofed. Yeah, and I can see these people watching that and seeing that and being like. Yeah, you know, and being disappointed by it. I, I, under- I was, I was a, it was a pleasant surprise. For me, I understand, but I understand that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it is kind of like it is the whole like, oh, it was all just a dream. But I think it works so well in this movie because it takes such a tired, done thing. Like even yeah. in '99, at this point, these fake snuff movies oh, were becoming overdone. You know, once August Underground hit, you know, it wasn't the first one. You know, you had like yeah. Man Bites Dog and stuff like that. But once August Underground hit, man, these things became. Popular shit, oversaturated. You know I, mean, I mean, even like, like uh, found footage movies became extremely popular at that time. Anyway, yeah. So it's like Blair Witch. Yeah. So it's like the the fake snuff movie thing has been done and done and done and yeah. done and done to perfection, really, with the August Underground oh, series. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I can understand coming out and being like, "Man, that's kind of disappointing," but to me, it's like, it's a fun twist on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I'm, you still get your real death, because she well, she she keeps bitching and bitching and bitching, and finally the director stabs she, her in the neck. She gets a wig split. <laughs> yeah, you know, like so, like you get your like real death and your snuff aspect of it, but it's just done in a completely different way. Different way, and to me, that's it's super fun. It's the like out of all three of these movies, it's the best twist. It's so much fun. Like it just kind of happens, and it's like I can't help but uh. Smile when I watch yeah. it. I'm just like, man, it's funny. It's funny. It's really funny. You know, like it's definitely a first viewing type of movie where it's like it'll get you on the first go. Oh yeah. But when we come back to watch it again, you know it's hurt. coming. But I don't think it hurts the movie. Like this is like my third or fourth time watching this movie, yeah. and like I'm still, ne- I'm always like as I watch it, I'm like man, I love this movie. It's just so much fun. This movie has a lot of replay value to me. It's a, it's just a good time. I mean, like it's disturbing. Sure, it's got its moments of like nasty violence, oh, yeah, and menstrual grossness, yeah. but it's just funny. I was trying to eat watching this movie. That was a real bad idea. <laughs> I mean, I had to get the movies watched. I was like, "All right," and I, had, I was eating fucking spaghetti. Spaghetti. Who thought you bought spaghetti? <laughs> <laughs> uh, to me, like the movie succeeds in everything that it does. It's funny when it's supposed to be funny. It, it it's spooky when it's supposed to be spooky. Yeah, and it's interesting. Oh, not again! <laughs> and it's uh, and it's and it's disturbing when it needs to be disturbing. Yeah, you know, so it really <laughs> hits all the right aspects. <laughs> yeah, this movie. I feel like of all these, it has the most replay value to me. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I can go watch this movie sometime soon and be like, yeah, this movie. It gets the highest recommendation for me. Yeah, and that's why it's just so damn unfortunate that it's. Just not easy to track down. Yeah. 
I mean, that's what a lot of movies we cover. Yeah. It kind of like shows, you know, movies that no one really knows about or movies they should know about. Yeah. they already know about. But I say seek it out, find it any which way you can. Watch it, enjoy it, have a good time with it. But that's going to wrap up this episode. Dasuke Yamanashi. Hopefully one day maybe we can be able to track down more of his movies and cover some more shit Dasuke Yamanashi related. <laughs> yeah, you keep talking for a second. Because, yeah. you know, he he's a very fascinating, interesting filmmaker. He gets labeled as nothing but a porn director, and I think that's completely unfair. His movies have a very... You're talking and your microphone is so far away from you. but I'm going to keep entertaining you all as Matt tries to decide what the next episode's going to be because he hasn't picked it yet (laughs) (laughs) you're going to call me out yeah I'm calling you out dog Um, yeah I think he's a very fascinating filmmaker and I think he's what was that (laughs) I don't know what the hell's going on chaos is happening in there very immensely entertaining. God. <laughs> a very fun, entertaining director. No one understands what's happening. <laughs> but it's so funny. Damn it. Oh, so what are you looking at, Matt? Um, I'm looking at. Massacre Video Part 1. Ooh. And those include The Nostril Picker. Hell yeah. Love it. Venus Flytrap. Cool. Seen that. Yeah. Sex Android. Oh, cool. I'm down. Yeah. Uh, we had something else uh, picked out, but I lost that, so we're just going to choose something <laughs> else. <laughs> so, yeah, next episode is going to be a, uh, our first company spotlight, I think. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Well, it depends on how you classify Dustin Mills. Because Crumple Shack was both a company spotlight and a director and a director spotlight, but this is the first time I think we've covered movies where their only like interconnecting piece is yeah. the director, or not the director, but the company that put it out. I figured with this next episode we'll have a little more fun, and then maybe we, the next episode when you pick it we'll get back to some. Which like I thought this one was fun. I mean, yeah, but I mean, this one has some darker stuff. I mean, on it. Girl Hell Nine Nine is pretty rough. Yeah. But, but uh, I feel like this next episode we're gonna have a lot of fun. So that's Nostril Picker, Venus Flytrap, and the Sex Android. Yes, awesome. And I mean, card subject to change as well. I mean, oh we, yeah, we could mix mix this up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we do have a part two on this. We're gonna have a, we're gonna eventually cover every massacre release. I think. Yes. Whether it be in a episode, you know. Oh, I think I already know what I want to switch out. But um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe you shouldn't switch out the shit and I know, just watch I, I what just, we haven't seen. I just really want to put the one movie on here. Anyways, we'll make it four part. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Masker Videos next. Dasuke Yamanashi is in the past. Yes. Hope you've enjoyed it. Follow us on Twitter, Sick on Cinema, Instagram, same, Facebook as well. Also look up Sick on Cinema. Rate, Email. review, star, whatever. Slap us in the face with. Likes. <laughs> oh, Email us at sickoncinema at gmail.com. All that jazz. <laughs> All that jazz. Jazz. So I am John. I am Matt. And you've been listening to the podcast that is desiccated. <laughs> I was trying to do an accent and it really like messed it's with the me. podcast. Desiccated. <laughs>
That's the game. Ah, hello. <laughs> I'm next. <laughs> John's with Gabler, domesticated. <laughs> dedicated. Desticated. <laughs> domesticated. <clears throat> Let me try it again. <clears throat> I was trying to do an accent and it didn't work, so I'll just go. Take two. I'll just go normal this time. I am John. I am Matt. And you've been listening to the podcast dedicated to the dark side of film. Sick on cinema. Woo! Somebody touch a mouse spaghetti! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>